Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm your host, Talia, aka your dating app partner in crime. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. On Dating Intentionally, I'm helping you get to know yourself better so you can date in a way that truly aligns with your goals and values. And of course, I want to help you have fun in the process. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate it, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts, review it, or shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm over at dating.intentionally, and you can let me know how this podcast has helped you in your dating journey. A constant piece of feedback I'm getting from you is that you like my personal stories the best. No surprises there. So in this episode and in episodes moving forward, I'll be weaving in more dating stories from my past experiences and current experience. Today, we're diving into navigating first and second dates. I'm so excited to talk to you about this after going on over 60 dates in 12 months, mostly from the apps. If you want to use dating apps like a pro, by the way, you can go listen to episode two, where I share my tips and strategies to get a lot of great dates. I'm definitely in the it's a numbers game camp when it comes to dating. So on this episode, we're going to cover the challenges of first and second dates. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about what not to do before a first date, how to have a great first date, and then, of course, how to decide if you want to go on a second date or not. I'm also again, going to share a bunch of stories, so buckle up. I have a lot loaded, lots and loaded, ready to go. And at the end, we're going to answer a couple of listener questions. Let's do it. So what is so difficult about first dates? Well, in my experience, if you go on a lot of them, they are kind of repetitive because you keep having the same conversations over and over. And if you don't go on a lot of first dates, they're pretty nerve wracking. (laughs) There's really no middle. It's either repetitive or nerve wracking in my experience. First dates can be awkward. It's especially when you don't have any social context, like when you're meeting a stranger from the apps or a stranger in real life and you don't have any mutual friends or you didn't go to the same college or you don't have similar work experience, like just a literal stranger. It can be pretty awkward. And a lot of times you leave the date just not sure if you want a second date. That's honestly like the most common experience, I think. Sometimes we have a very visceral reaction like, oh, yes, I want to see this person again or no, I definitely don't. But let's be real, a lot of times it's somewhere in the middle and it's hard to tell. And we're going to talk about why. So those are some of the challenges. If you can relate, keep listening because we're going to talk about all of it. Okay, let's talk about the first date mindset. The goal of a first date isn't to see if you're going to marry that person. All it is is to see if you want a second date. The, The goal of the first date is just to see if you want a second date. That is it. Go into it thinking that it's just a conversation with a new person. You're just chatting. You never know what you might learn. You know, I always came out of dates with different recommendations for books and movies and shows and other restaurants and like places to travel. And you can learn a lot from other people, even if you're not romantically interested in them at the end. There's a lot to gain and learn by talking to someone else. And if it's a horrible first date, at least you get a funny story to laugh about later. Go into it neutrally. Don't expect anything. There is a difference between having expectations and standards. You want to have low or no expectations without lowering your standards. They're two completely different things. Don't expect them to act a certain way. Don't expect them to do a certain thing. If you have expectations, you're more likely to be disappointed and let down no matter what they are. Okay? Because this is a total stranger. You have no idea how they're going to act. You have no idea what they're bringing to the table. So just release your expectations and go into it neutrally. 
that's the first date mindset. And look, you're going to have fun, right? That's You're just going to have a, a quick conversation and hopefully at a location you like. And that's that. Let's talk about the one thing to not do before a first date. And this is, I think, where a lot of people make mistake. this mistake. Do not text a lot before a first date. You don't want to have those introductory conversations via text because you'll probably you probably won't remember or retain that information as well and you're like it's like have those conversations in person learn about their siblings in person learn about their family or whatever else you want to like the small talk stuff that usually happens on dates do it in person go into it knowing as little as possible about them obviously in the message exchange you're going to find some common ground if you are taking my advice that we talk about in episode two but you're not going to get their whole history you're not going to learn everything i mean when i had my first date with my ex i didn't even know what he did for work like i didn't even know what his career was at all i love that like you know, we matched and I gave him my number. He didn't text me until the day of our date, which was like days after we matched. And I loved it because he just confirmed the date, showed up, didn't know a damn thing about him. So I want to talk about an experience I had with this where this I did not follow this rule. So I'm going to refer to my dates as numbers. So, you know, I've gone out. I went out with 64 different people. So I'm going to talk about number 53. So number 53 and I matched when I was traveling. And we texted a lot before our first date because I was away and I had time to kill. So by the time we got to the first date, we had covered so much ground, but I remembered none of it. And going into the date, there was a lot of pressure. You know, we had like there was a lot of buildup and anticipation because we had talked so much. He was like, oh, we're going to have so much fun together. We're going to have a great time. We're going to we're going to have a blast. And like, well, what if it wasn't? You know, it was kind of like an okay date. It was actually a little weird because he held my hand on the table the entire date and we had two drinks we weren't eating we just had two drinks and he held my hand the whole day it was so awkward he was like i like to hold hands and i'm the kind of person like i just want to fuck around and find out so i'm like okay sure it was so weird i was so uncomfortable and i'll be honest i feel like he had a better chance with me if he didn't text if we did not text a lot before our first date and remember this is number 53 so i had i had been around the dating block at this point i still broke this rule i don't recommend it the date would have been a lot better if we had not texted before so just keep that in mind i know you're you're probably really excited to get to know these people and like the, the attention feels nice but trust me wait to have those kind of get to know you conversations in person Let's talk about how to have a great first date. This is setting you up for a, a better experience. The first thing is you want to have pre-date self-care. For me, that looks like I close my laptop after work. I take coconut for a walk. You know, I kind of have that after work transition. So I'm not like bringing work vibes into the evening. Then I blast Doja Cat or Beyonce or Cardi B while putting on makeup, doing my hair and getting dressed. And then I'm ready to go. So that's kind of my simple pre-date self-care uh, routine that always put me in kind of a lighter, um, more in my body state of mind and body, I guess, uh, you know, versus like I never felt really, really nervous because I was like feeling myself before the first date. First dates should be short one drink 
one coffee, one lap around the park, you know, just keep it to an hour or an hour and a half. Logan Yuri in her book, How to Not Die Alone, which I highly recommend, talks about this. You want to, like the most memorable parts of the date are going to be the beginning and the end. And you want to end the date on a high note. And the longer the date is, the harder it is to kind of have that energy at the end of the date. So keep it short. I really think an hour to an hour and a half is, is fine. When you go into a first date, talk about your day as if you're talking to a friend. Start in the middle. What crazy thing happened to you that day or that week? What was a funny story? What was something that was notable? What did you have an emotional reaction to? Talk about relationship history on a first date. It's okay to talk about what you want in a relationship and past relationships on a first date. We're all adults. We're all here on dating apps. We're out here dating. Let's talk about dating, right? It's not a weird or taboo thing to bring up. Some people might have boundaries about how deep they'll go into these topics. That's okay. Just just scratch the surface, right? Get the gist of their relationship history. You know, you might want to find out how many serious relationships they've been in and what generally they're looking for now. It's totally fine to talk about on a first date. You might as well find out now whether or not you're aligned on what you want. If that kind of talk scares them off, you don't want someone like that anyway. Trust me. You want someone who can handle the very adult, just mature conversation of what are you looking for without it being weird. Just because you say you want to get married doesn't mean you want to get married to them and right now. You know, like you can say you want to get married in the far future. It's fine. And of course, you know, don't overthink the end of the date, right? Where there might be a kiss or not. Don't worry about it. If you don't feel like having, if you don't feel like kissing at the end of the date, totally fine. I don't think, I definitely didn't do a kiss at the end of every one of my dates. Give them a hug, say at a great time, walk away, right? Or go for it. You can initiate the kiss if that's what you want, but don't overthink it. Be in your body. Try to be in your body. I could go so much deeper into this in another episode, but that's what I got for now. So I want to share a great first date story. So this is with number 37. The first date, we matched on Bumble. We set up a date. We got coffee. And we sat at a park for a while. And I want to really take note of like how we were sitting. We were sitting on this like platform. It's like a concrete platform overlooking a great view of the city over the water. And we were sitting like kind of cross-legged, kind of facing each other, but also kind of sitting side by side, like at an angle. And it was very comfortable. It was very relaxed. It was casual. It wasn't like a stuffy dinner date where you're staring at each other. You know, there was other things to comment on and talk about. And, you know, this guy was a journalist, so he asked me great questions. I remember loving the conversation. And at the end, when he walked me back towards my apartment, we had this amazing kiss that really sent me. Uh, it was just like, wow, I had like stars in my eyes over this kiss. <laughs> so... And look, the date was simple. It allowed us to have a great conversation and a little connection, like physically. And that did turn into a second date, which he initiated. Um, But then after the second date, he ended it. You know, he texted me the next day. He was like, hey, not feeling it. But like, you know what? I wasn't surprised because he didn't have a lot of dating experience. And I think I was his first Bumble date ever, which unfortunately happened to me a lot after being on the apps for a while. I could tell that he wanted to play the field more while at that point I was looking to commit. That was like just under a year after my breakup when I started to feel ready for a relationship. And what I'm trying to say here is a great first date doesn't automatically mean it's going to be an awesome relationship. I will say my first date with GB, my boyfriend, in real life was good. It was solidly good. 
but we didn't kiss at the end. And I remember feeling quite guarded during that date. Uh, but again, it was good. But and now I'm in a relationship with him. So don't put too much weight on the first date. You want to have a good time, but I would say don't put too much weight on it. So we've covered the mindset. We've covered what not to do. and We've covered how to have a great date. Let's just say, let's fast forward. You've had your date. Now, how do you decide if you want to see them again? The biggest thing you want to pay attention to is how they made you feel. Did they make you feel on edge or did you feel comfortable? Do you feel like you can naturally express your sense of humor or did you feel like all your jokes just went over their head? And do you like what side of you they bring out? Do you like who you are around them? That's how you can decide if you want to have a second date. Ideally, you're going to feel at ease and comfortable in your body. If you can, during the first date, you want to check in with your body and see if you feel any tension or like just check in with yourself and see how you're feeling physically on the date. If you're lukewarm and don't really have a reason to say no, go on the second date. I believe a second date should be the default if you don't have a real reason why a first date, like if, if it was really bad. Um, you know, if, if your first date was just fine and you don't have any reasons that it's not going to work, go on the second date. I think that first dates are really performative. It's a performance, especially if you're someone like me who dated so much and had 64 first dates. It was like sometimes I felt like I was just reciting a script, to be honest. And, and that's not the way you want it to be. But that's why I did 30, I think 30 second dates of the 64 first dates. Because, you know, there's nerves and like, there's just a lot going on on the first date where a lot of times you just get the real sense of who they are on the second date. So I want to talk about reasons I did not want to have a second date after a first date. I'm going to go through these pretty quick. So reasons I didn't want a second date. Number 23 told me mid-date that he has never left the country and never wants to. This is a deal breaker for me as a huge traveler. I love travel. It's very important to me. And it's really important to me to have a partner who not only has uh, the means to travel, but also the desire. So I was like, oh God, why didn't I learn about this before we met? If I had learned this about him before we met, I would have just not gone on the first date. You're allowed to have deal breakers like that, you know? So number 27, uh, we didn't click. He definitely had very strong religious beliefs, which is fine. Like that's a neutral thing, but I don't. I'm culturally Jewish. Like I'm Jewish, but I'm, I don't practice. And this person was not Jewish and he was very religious. So I could just see that our lifestyles didn't align in that way. And that's okay. You know, I think he would probably better off with someone who practiced the same religion with, as him and maybe also to the extent that he did. Again, it's okay. I'm not like saying religion is bad. It's just that wasn't the dynamic I wanted. And I don't think that dynamic would have worked. Number 29, just straight up shit all over therapy. And that was a huge turnoff. I mean, I don't need the person I date to go to therapy, but I definitely need them to support the idea of it. I go to therapy. I went today. You know, like I can't be with someone who's going to shit all over therapy. It's just like a hard no for me. And I'm also not interested in changing anyone's mind. You know, like that's just an automatic no. So number 57 and I had plans to do a second date after our first, but they never solidified. And I kind of 
took that as a sign that it wasn't going to work. And I remember like texting him for a couple of days after first date and I realized he'd be a horrible match for me. All he wanted to do was debate and it was exhausting and really annoying. Number 39, we just had very little in common. I remember it was really hard to find common ground. And I remember when we matched, we were talking about photography and nature, hiking and stuff. But like on the date, I could just tell he had such a different like background and like I couldn't connect with him on anything and he didn't have a car which I was kind of like okay that's not a deal breaker but I don't love it Seattle is a driving city the public transportation here isn't the best and I don't really want to shuffle someone around I want to be able to escape the city the city with someone so I definitely dated people and pursued people who didn't have a car but like that was definitely a tougher thing for me um and the last one number 22 I never went to a brewery and after he just all he wanted to do is he was like trying to get me to make out with him in his car and it just really turned me off. And that was the case for a lot of first dates. They came on way too strong physically. Even when I said like, I don't like it when a guy comes on too strong physically, they did not even listen to that. Like that was mind blowing to me. It's like the easiest thing. It's like, I'm giving you the direction to follow to like pursue me and they just didn't listen. So that happened a lot. It, it, it's like one of my biggest pet peeves, like when a guy gets too physical on a first date. It's just not my vibe. So like I said, of the 64 first dates I had, only 30 turned to second dates. And a lot of the first dates I had were just kind of boring or there wasn't enough of a click. I don't believe in the spark, but I do believe there has to be something that you click with them on. And that could be like on common interests, shared sense of humor or shared values or shared goals, right? Maybe you want you, maybe you and your date figure out that you both dream of traveling to Antarctica or like you both love wine, like just these things that you just love together. That's what you want to look for on a first date. When it comes to who asks who for the second date, there's a lot of testing that happens and I'm going to encourage you to stop that. Sure, you can wait for a text from them after the date at a certain point, but just cut the BS and tell them you had a good time. Sure, you can wait and let them plan the next date, or you can just ask them when they're free. Always keep in mind what your true desired outcome is, and don't make it complicated. Don't keep score. It's nice to feel desired. I hope the person you're talking to right now makes you feel desired, but if you want a second date, just go for it. An emotionally available person will be okay with being pursued And if they like you, they'll probably be relieved and happy that you are initiating. An emotionally available person will be scared off by this. Maybe don't text them, I want to see you again, like the minute the date ends. But again, in that 24-hour period, do it. Try it. And if you don't want to see them again, if if you've thought about it, how they make you feel or there's something that turned you off, here's what to do. You can wait to see if they text you. If they don't, then you can mutually ghost someone, okay, after a first date. I do believe it's okay to mutually ghost. I did this a couple times and it was fine. You know, they weren't interested. I weren't interested. We didn't have to say anything. But if uh, they ask for a second date and you're not interested, just say no. Just say, I didn't feel the connection I'm looking for and I wish you the best. I have a couple scripts for this pinned to the top of my Instagram page. That's dating.intentionally. So if you want to see my anti-ghost scripts, they're there for you. And if you do end up planning a second date, try not to text again too much between dates. Seriously, it's too early to invest all in all of that. Ease into it. You both have lives. 
the investment should be proportional to how much time you've spent with them. So like texting all day after just one date, like, is that really how you want to start that relationship? It just seems like a lot. And remember, the point of the second date is to get to the third date. That's it. In early stage dating, all that really matters is that you enjoy spending time with the person you are just starting to date the same as or more than you enjoy spending time with yourself. So like if I had a first date and I would rather spend the next, let's just say they asked me out for Saturday night, I'd rather spend that night by myself, I would just say no. But if I was like, you know what? Yeah, I could I could spend another 90 minutes to two hours with them. Sure. Then I'd say, yeah. I don't believe in the whole like, if it's not a, a fuck yeah, it's a no. On second dates, if there is no reason, if there's no real concrete reason to not see them again, go see them again because that's what you need. You need more time to decide and to build a relationship, you need to be have an open mind about it. Even if the first date, you're just kind of lukewarm. Again, I'll reiterate, I'm in a relationship right now and I'm really happy and I feel really good about it. You know, we're in a couple months in. I was just lukewarm on the first date. I was like, well, that was fun. I wasn't, I didn't feel any like crazy sparks. We laughed a lot and it was a solidly fun time. But again, at that point, you know, GB was 56. He was number 50. I was a dating pro. And we're going to talk about this in the, in the questions. Okay. So let's get to the questions. So there's three here. One, should I have to tend to their love language on date two? This is from an Instagram Q&A. And I would say that no, at date two, like again, you are investing the energy that is proportional to the amount of time that you've spent. So by date two, you probably spent about five hours with this person, five, six hours. You don't need to worry about honoring their love language at this point. You're not in a relationship with them. I don't think it's fair of them to ask. I don't think you need to honor that. You are still deciding whether or not you want to give that energy to this person. You don't need to work on it. You don't have a relationship yet. So I would say for me, that's a yellow to red flag but that's just me. That just puts a lot of pressure on a situation like early stage dating already has so much pressure. You don't need to add more pressure by being like, my love language is words. Can you give me more words of affirmation on date two? No. Okay. Second question. Feeling like you should versus feeling like you want to have a second date. So this is like feeling like you should have a second date versus want to. And I will say again, After a lukewarm date where you feel like you should, but you don't have a reason to not go, just go. It takes time for that excitement to build. I would say with GB in my relationship, I wasn't really excited to hang out with him until after our third date. So by our third date, I was excited to do the date because we were going to eat sushi and we were going to see a comedy show and I knew I already had a good time with him. And then, you know, after that, I was like really into him. And I was so pumped for our fourth date. So like it, it, you have to let it breathe. You have to give it some time. It, it takes some patience. You don't, you can't get all the information at once on the first date. You know, you can't know everything on the first date. All right. Last question here is I get along well with people. How can you tell if there's a connection or if you're just friendly? I struggle with this so much. I can talk to anyone too. As an extrovert, as a Gemini, as just a person who's confident, I really can have a conversation with any person. And I felt like a lot of guys really liked me because I just, I like gave them my full attention. I'm confident, you know, they they feel, people feel good around me. And um, I know I have that effect on people. So 
if that's you, I would say this is why it's good to get into some of those relationship topics, like what they want, their past relationship history, like their kind of values around it, just to see where you're aligned beyond this like kind of conversational connection that you might have automatically with everyone. And also like pay attention to your energy. Like sometimes talking to some people drained me more than talking to other people. And they might not have picked up on that. But I, when I would come home, I'd be like, if I felt really tired and not in a good way after a first date, that was a sign that I was doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that conversation. And maybe that wasn't the best date. So those are my two tips for that, right? Talk about relationship stuff and see how you feel. How's your energy after the date? How much energy do you have to put into carrying that conversation? Okay, I'm going to wrap up this episode by sharing my worst first date story. Are you ready for this? So my worst first date was number 35. And this is someone I matched with on Hinge. We also matched on Field, which uh, is a great app if you are into some spicier things. More on that later. But uh, we matched on Hinge and then he was away. So we actually talked on the phone for an hour like before we were able to meet. And the phone conversation was fine. Again, I don't I don't really recommend it, but like to keep that momentum going, it made sense. It wasn't like, okay, we match and then a week later we're going to go out. Like, no. So we talked on the phone for an hour. The hour flew by right? It was like, it was great. It was easy. We were laughing. We were joking around. And then after a phone call, we did set up a date and he wanted to do dinner. Now, again, this is number 35. I should have had the rule at that point to not do dinner. I probably even said I didn't want to do dinner, but he was like, I want to do dinner. So we picked a place near me. It's called Pablo y Pablo, which is a Mexican place I really like. Great cocktails, solid food, good atmosphere. It's a good date spot. There was a wait. So I remember we got to the restaurant and then we had a drink down the street at Fremont Brewing, which is another great date spot of mine. And, you know, at first it was good. He, I think he asked me one question during the drink, which is like, how did you start your business? A very boring question that I hate answering on dates. So I usually breeze through it because I really don't want to talk about work on first dates. Then we sit down to dinner. We get drinks. We order our food and he doesn't ask me one question for the entire rest of the date. So I'm talking like we have drinks at the at Pablo y Pablo. We had appetizers. We had a meal and we had dessert and he didn't ask me one question. So literally the date was like this. I would ask a question like anything about his life, his siblings, his work, whatever, like regular first date stuff. And he would just answer it and not say anything else. So I had to then just kind of like pretend he asked, what about you? Which is a very easy thing to ask if someone asks you a question. By the way, if someone asks you something, chances are they want to talk about it. So do a little volley and make sure you say, what about you? Because I bet you they want to they wanna share their answer if they ask you something. Anyway, he didn't do that. And um, not only did he not like ask me any questions or kind of be remotely curious about me. I would ask him something and he would like take a bite of his food before answering. So the question would just kind of like be out there and no one, I couldn't say anything because I just asked him a question and he's chewing and I'm just sitting there like kind of like staring at my drink waiting for him to answer. And I would try to time it so that I wouldn't be asking him something when he was like about to eat. (laughs) 
And he still would just like take a bite. It was so bad. It was just so awkward. I was, I'm still sore from carrying that conversation, to be honest. Um, it was, it was the longest day ever. And then finally the dessert comes and we got churros. I love churros. I love them. There were three of them and I ate one and I had like a one, whatever. And we like split the third one in half. I wasn't really eating it. And he goes, do you want that? I'm like, no, I'm good. Full. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Do you want to take it home? It's like half a churro. No. Oh, I hate wasting food. I'm like, okay, you eat it. And this went on for like five minutes. I hate a food pusher. And that's someone who like makes you eat. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. Do not push food on people. Like we compost in Seattle. (laughs) It wasn't going to waste. We compost, whatever. And that was just like, are you, are you kidding me? It was the worst date. After the date, you know, we hugged. I said goodbye. The next day he's texting me you know, whatever. And I'm just kind of like, I am not interested. I just texted him like, I'm not interested in talking to you anymore. Like, good luck. And that was it. Anyway, that was my worst first date. I would say as far as first dates go, like bad first dates go, that one wasn't even that bad because it was just like a bad conversation and an awkward dessert moment. But again, this is why first dates should be short. If it was just that one drink at Fremont Brewing, I would have had my answer anyway because this guy was I don't I don't know what happened here. Honestly, <laughs> based on the phone conversation we had, it was like a different person. So, whatever, dodgeable it there. I will not date another food pusher. And uh yeah, so that's my first date, my bad first date story. If you have your own bad first date stories, please DM them to me at, on Instagram at @dating.intentionally. I hope this episode has entertained you. I hope you've enjoyed the tips and stories. First dates are hard, but you've done harder things and they get easier with practice. And the most important thing I want you to take away is that the point of a first date is to see if you want a second date. Take the pressure off, lower your expectations. Remember to focus on if you like them, not if they like you, okay? You're doing great. Once again, I'm Talia and this has been Dating Intentionally. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Your feedback means a ton to me and helps to make this podcast as helpful as possible. So thank you again and I'll catch you next time. Bye.